Recorded live in the honeysuckle fields of the gumdrop forest, this is Um Actually Comics for March 31st, 2021. Good evening, Bob. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fa- fa- fantastic. Stuttery, but fantastic. Fantabulous, as always. Um, yeah, so we're in a fifth week situation here, so uh, the shelves look bare, but uh, but there's some some particularly interesting shit going on. Uh, I was I was stoked yeah. for a few of these things. There were a few things that I was kind of disappointed by, but uh, yeah, um, let's just go at it. Um, the the yeah, first yeah. the first it's el- going to be front loaded with my favorites. I think so too. Uh, the first being Avengers: Curse of the Man Thing. Uh, I loved mm-hmm. this. I thought it was great. Um, I was really happy to see. Looks who- cool. I didn't buy it. So Steve Gerber, he added again. You know, I'm always excited that he's back writing Man Thing. That makes me really happy. Ooh, nice. Um, and. Uh, we have a we have the introduction of a new character called the Harrower, who surprisingly is based on those super amazing uh, X Men villains that were the she's I I mean I don't want to spoil it but she's let's say tangentially related to the three old ladies from uh, X Men who were the gardeners the the. <laughs> you don't remember this? So amazing. One of my favorite additions to X-Men was these these bizarre old ladies who controlled plants. And they like basically oh. the three of them kicked the X-Men's ass and they were like, you know, in their they're like octogenarians. Amazing. It was a very fun little addition huh. to X-Men stuff, and that was just the most recent Hickman stuff. So, uh, but yes, oh, okay. she's, That's she's, yeah, she's related to, to those, those characters, uh, and, and very cool. cool. There's some really interesting Ted Salas stuff that gets dropped in this issue as far as like continuity for the character of man thing. Um, and I, hmm. this is, this is an event book, which was the part of it that I hated. Um, I, I was disappointed that they had to go like world ending all of the avengers are involved uh, long story short man thing is essentially made into an airborne virus he's you can inhale man thing particles and if you have any fear then you catch fire which is obviously not the greatest thing um and it's uh it's cool but uh but again the stuff that i was excited about was Captain America and Ted Salas having a weird conversation together about, you know, his, his origins and all the stuff with the super soldier serum that he was allegedly working on, et cetera, et cetera. Those are, those are my favorite parts of it. And, uh, and yeah, like I, I'm always stoked. I love what Marvel does with their horror stuff. There's a funny thing that I don't think that they've informed any of us, the readers that they're doing. So like, uh, if you are a a tangential horror character in the Marvel universe, you get a one shot that is basically the next issue of your series once every year or once every half a year. So this issue of Man Thing 
is a direct continuation of an older series that was the last time Steve Gerber got to write something about Man-Thing. Uh, there's a Ghost Rider issue out this week that's like a King in Black tie-in. And it's like straight up, mm. no, 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 it's just literally like we we ended our last Ghost Rider comic six months ago or whenever the hell our last Ghost Rider comic was, and this is the next issue. It's literally that story continuing from issue to issue. They're just delaying it by months and months and months and months, which is... It does... It's fine by me. Uh, yeah, it plays into something that I noticed with um, both with Ghost Rider and with uh, another Marvel book, but I was actually really surprised by how, like in-depth continuity like yeah uh, oh yeah they the titles of marvel do really seem to have i i was i'm more used to a marvel where it's just like creator driven continuity as opposed yeah. to like here's what's happening in the marvel universe it's all connected and yeah. like that was i noticed that in a couple books this week and i think in general lately yeah i couldn't i couldn't believe how how continuity <laughs> drenched ghost rider was especially that was like you had to read yeah. that last book. You really did. You're like, who yeah. the fuck is this guy? Who's the big dumb green guy with the sword? It's like, oh, it's that guy from the yeah. last thing that we just read. But uh, totally, he changes his name from something very dumb to something that's less dumb. So, but also pretty dumb as you do. I'm gonna <laughs> yes. change my name to something less dumb next. I <laughs> can't wait. Uh, we've got uh, Batman and Catwoman, which I thought was surprisingly good. Uh, we also have the first cover appearance of the new uh, the new Batwoman as well. Yeah, which is basically like just Tom King deciding that Batwoman is Hunt Huntress is Batwoman or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Like I like how far he like basically just was like, well, my run was truncated, so I'm just gonna like do the sequel comic and just by projecting it into the future and doing his own thing. Yeah, it's cool, and it is. It sits on its own. It's his own thing. It's fun. I don't mind yeah. it at all. Um, yeah, good, good art, too. Yeah. And speaking of good art, whoa. Beta Ray Bill, yes. number one. Holy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. If there was, yeah. if there ever was a, a fun Marvel miniseries that I want to read, it's going to be this thing. Wow. This is... This is the other one, though, that I was like, and, and I don't, not in a bad way, because like the continuity is introduced in a way that's like, but like very continuity heavy and honestly kind of a King and Black tie in in a way like that it didn't say King and Black on it. I was surprised because it, it really does tie yeah, in. Yeah, it, King and it Black. definitely uh, in the solicit and actually on the website as well, it does have KIB in the, in the title line. So it is technically a King and Black tie in, but man, it is a. It is a Beta Ray Bill story, and they do so much stuff with it that I was, I was surprised by, specifically, um, not only is it like, you know, the normal Marvel thing where it's about powers and all this stuff, but then there's a smaller, more intimate story inside it that's like also about his fucking body issues. Yeah, yeah, Which totally. Which is totally. I mean, it was really moving and bizarrely potent. So good. Yeah. I, I, I was not expecting to to hear about his issues 
in this way, but I was really, I was really there for it yeah. and I really enjoyed what they did. Um, and also what's interesting is I had forgotten that Beta Ray Bill is not a normal looking, uh, uh, uh Corbinite. That was another thing that I. Oh, that the, had, the, he has the horse form is like a transformation. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a thing that happened to him because that when they needed a warrior, they basically did a thing to him that made him have that skeletal horse face, and and that like mm-hmm. it's not like he goes back to his his hometown and everybody's like, "Hey, you're a handsome man." They're like, "Oh, what the <laughs> fuck happened to you, buddy?" Um, yeah, so even, I mean, he's basically just humanoid, but he doesn't have a nose. Yes, his real form, right? In his in his normal form, in, he's in just orange. He he looks kind of like uh like if uh, if the moloids could grow up into adults, like yeah. if those were, if moloids like if were children. Starfire was bald and didn't also have a that. nose. Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> just kind of look like cupid dolls, adorable, um, and <laughs> and not horrible demonic horse monsters, uh, but yeah. Fuck, loved it. I got, I got nothing, I nothing but praise for that book. I, if you don't want to mm. read this, I don't know what to tell you. Comic books may not be for you. Um, Black Cat <laughs> number four is out. This series has been better than I would have expected. It's not my thing, but uh, but I'm always impressed by by how good it is. Uh, Captain America twenty eight. Uh, this one. I think is this Tanahisi Coates' last issue? Is it twenty five? Because there's a big ad in Vatery Bill that says twenty five is Tanahisi Coates' last issue. Of oh no of uh, of Black Panther. Oh Black Panther, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's ending Captain America soon too. Probably at thirty, yeah. I would guess. Uh, but yeah, I think it's probably time. His his Captain America has been very confusing. Um, it's really not, I don't know if it's going, I wouldn't say it's going nowhere, but it definitely falls into a, it's fallen into a, uh, a, a weird identity thing that seems to reoccur over and over again, where it's like, he's framed for a crime he didn't commit, and then he's framed for another crime he didn't commit. He's been framed for a couple of crimes he didn't commit, um, but it's fine. Uh, crossover, number five. We're getting to the Ooh. penultimate. This is the penultimate issue of crossover, and as as the rest of them are, this one was amazing. Yep, it's really not, cool. Not much that I can say about it without spoiling stuff, so I won't say nothing. I just noticed this isn't spoilery at all. That the ellipses, which is the kind of like there's yeah. that ellipses theme that goes through it, but there's an ellipses in the logo which I hadn't noticed before. And I don't know if they added it for this issue and Holy I just, or maybe it's just because like this issue has like, I the, had never noticed is, that ellipses. I had yeah, never like noticed he, that. I think it's because the logo is just like the whole cover. Yeah. The sideways cover. It's like, uh, but I thought that was a neat thing. That's crazy. I totally did not notice that. Um, we've got cult of Dracula from source point. Um, huh. You know, interesting looking. Yeah, it's a cool looking book. I it's one that I really should have uh, I should have looked at, but I did not manage to look at it today. Sorry, everybody. This should have been my first thing to read, but for some reason I did not grab it. I don't know why. I just must have missed it. 
Um, decorum is back. What the hell? It's been a it's been a while. Um, oh yeah, I've forgotten what was even going on in decorum. So uh, I did not read this issue, but uh, I loved the first few. So I'm sure it's probably pretty good. Uh, Department of Truth number seven is out. We've got Destiny New York number one out from Black. Did you Mass. read this? I did not. No. It's a, it's yeah, a weird. I flipped through it, but I didn't. It's a weird magical kind of thing, which is an odd choice for. I I never expect that from Black Mask. I expect them to be a little more on the, you know, anarchist, you know, angry social something yeah. or other. But I assume it's going to be, you know, in that, in that vein anyway. Uh, if you yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for kid stuff, we got the newest Dogman, Mothering Heights. So that's a thing if you want that. And we've got two amazing things here from uh, two amazing EC entries. So we've got we've got the reprints of Shock Illustrated. So it's it's crazy how expensive these are, and it does suck. And I. I want to buy all of them, but at fifty bucks for three issues, this is a this is a tough sell. I understand, um, but this is but also uh, well, it's start, four issues plus yeah, four issues plus scripts for an unpublished fifth issue. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that's true. That does it sweetens the pot a little. Bit. Yeah, and also the the well, you see, it's three issues with a lost fourth issue. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the fourth yeah. issue is uh, has the original pencils too, and they're all Frank Frazetta pencils, which is an even more impressive thing. So, so that's that's pretty nice. cool. Um, I dig that. Um, yeah, Jesus, Daniel Keys again back on this, the Flowers for Algernon guy, uh, Jack Kamen, Reed Crandall, Graham Engels. Well, I mean, these are so good. These are the the crazy like super intense crime stories that EC used to be notorious for putting out. I love these. I think they're, I mean, they're so like, like it is the very definition of exploitation, but it's great. Yeah. Teenage dope fiends kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely yeah. super into it. Oh my God. Even the, uh, the cover has that, that very classic uh, EC, I, I don't think that this was ever used, but I think it has the very, the like classic Tales from the Crypt kind of cover where it would have the witch, the Crypt Keeper, and, you know, whoever yeah. else. But instead, it's like dope addict, uh, psychology <laughs> of a, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. The, uh, what is this? Black leather jacketed thrill killer. <laughs> so good. <laughs> nice. Love it. Uh, I, yeah, it's uh, it's on my short list for sure. And on oh, the absolute that. flip side of that, we have this book that I'm really stoked for, and I'm absolutely getting a copy for myself. It is called EC Comics Race, Shock, and Social Protest by Kiana. I'm going to say Kiana Witted, Q-U-I-Q-I-A-N-A, Kiana, I'm guessing, W H I T T E D. Sounds like it. Kiana Witted. Uh, wow. This is super cool. 
uh, it's, you know, just dissecting into the things that EC did to break boundaries racially and socially. And they did all sorts of amazing things like that. And so it's, it's nice to see it brought up because obviously the legacy of EC comics tends to be referred to specifically as the legacy of people gouging people in the eye with sharp sticks and people's faces burned off with phosphorus. And it's not just people's faces coming off with phosphorus and people being jabbed in the eye with sharp sticks. They also did some really incredible other stuff. And let's face it, I'm more excited about the sharp sticks, but I'm also excited about all of the (laughs) crazy social stuff. And I'm going to read this. Yeah. In spite of its, yeah. its, I'm more interested in the social stuff. In in spite of its lack Myself. of eyeball gouging, uh, <laughs> any, yeah. anyway, Firefly 27 is out, and Flash six, sorry, 768 is out. Do you know what the hell's going on in this? Did you read Flash? I want to uh, read Flash is, again. Uh, I think I want to start reading Flash again. I would say this would be a good issue to start with. I mean, uh, the focus is back. It's not a spoiler um, to say that Wally on... West is back. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not a spoiler because it's literally written literally the... in bold letters on the cover. <laughs> yes. um, but it's also not just Wally. I mean, it's definitely like Barry and the other speedsters. Um, yeah, I think Impulse is making a, a comeback. Is that correct? Sort of. Because Impulse uh, is being is cast. I will say. Impulse is being cast in the TV show, which makes me think that Impulse is coming back in the comic. Well, I, I that's, will that's say my that only, that's all I know full, about it. There's a fair amount of Justice League in this comic, and a full half of it is a powerless Wally West fighting dinosaurs in the past. Um, <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, no, it actually, it, it works. It's just, <laughs> it's a different take. Yeah. Um, if you're a Wally fan, like I am, like it's cool. You can kind of ignore the fact that like, now that they brought everyone from heroes and crisis back to life, you can just pretend he never murdered a bunch of people <laughs> and continuity and, and, and have it be like, it was cool. Yeah. I, I liked it. It was a good first, uh, it was a good first issue, uh, of a new run. I, I dug it. There's like shenanigans going on with the speed force, but it's also not really like speed force mythology heavy it's just more like you know speedsters have powers some speedsters are losing powers wally is the flash he fights dinosaurs (laughs) that kind of thing Uh, you know like it's like you know it's gonna happen i don't know the art was really good in it too um i dug it okay superhero it's very like straightforward superhero art you know but like kind of classic like brandon peterson is the artist it's a new writer which I think Flash needed for a long time. I agree. Uh, no offense to the person who wrote it before, but I wasn't a fan of that run. Yeah, and I'm a Flash I fan. So I agree. Um, Superman versus the Imperious Lex. Uh, uh, number three of three. This is the end of uh, this wonderful book that no one is reading except for me and Bob. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we're both loving it. And it's under F because it's the last future state. Because it's future state, yes. It's the last one. Oh, is it really like literally the last future state? Oh, book? of the first wave. Okay. Yeah, like now there there's other comics. Like I know there's right, gonna be like right, a Batman right. series or whatever, but like that first, like it's of the of the future state. It was the only one that went past February. Well, god damn it, it's really fun. And yeah. People other than me and Bob should read it. It's really good. Yeah. 
Honestly, it'll probably be really good as a trade. Yeah, it's going to be better as a trade. Uh, and uh, we have Giga, number three, or in Spanish, Hija, I assume. Hija. Um, <laughs> uh, I kind of like calling it Hija. I like Giga. Uh, it's like basically like that story that's like a future where like if the Transformers all lived on a world and then died and they formed a religion out of their carcasses. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, I breathed a body. I wish I had read this one. I, I enjoyed the other ones. I just did not care to with this one. Uh, but yeah, it's, it continues to be this very, uh, Clive Barkery story, uh, technology, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, technology bad. It turned you into monster, etc. It, it turned monster. Black mirror. Um, so John Constantine Hellblazer volume two, that is the Sandman universe, John Constantine Hellblazer book, which by all accounts is a very good one. I have not been reading it, but, uh, I hear good things. We've got, I thought it was a good run. Yeah. Myself. Uh, you know, what's great. Uh, justice league odyssey last stand. This is the fourth trade in the, uh, in the justice league odyssey series. And this is where it got really good. Actually, I think it got really good. The last the, uh, the trade before that. Yeah. The last two trades of it would be uh high watermarks. Some Three of the best DC four, comics I've read. In both, a lot. Like, both. Loved it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Loved brilliant. It. Uh, yep. Yippers. Uh, Philadelphia. The second trade is out talking crazy vampire story. Uh, fun. We got these amazing, uh, super seven King diamond figures. This one is (laughs) the old merciful fate costume from their first tour. And then the other one is an all black, uh, with the top version. And it's really good because it makes his makeup make sense. Cause he's got the full beard instead of having the dumb little fucking mustache that he paints (laughs) over like he's the fucking Joker. That always looked so goddamn ridiculous. King Diamond back in the day when he'd take off his makeup and he'd just have that big bushy mustache. He just looked like a carny. I I mean, I love it. It's man, it's not the worst thing. I don't know. I don't know who's a better singer, him or Dio, but Dio. Absolutely Dio. You think Dio you think Dio? Hundred percent okay. Dio. But uh okay. I do You're the expert. But I do love 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 king diamond i mean his voice is bizarre it's all falsetto i mean dio's in full voice for all that shit there's no there's no there's no contest as far as technique goes but man uh as far as weird range and doing weird shit king diamond wins uh you know what's really good king diamond is uh his song on probot Oh, oh hell yeah. Like metal. Oh my God. Hell that yeah. fucking song is so goddamn good. It is. It's really good. I gotta listen to that again. <laughs> the Probot album CD is somewhere. amazing. Uh, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing that I ever heard from King Diamond was the album Them. And uh, someone gave it ah. to me because they said, this guy sucks and this album is stupid. <laughs> it was one of, one of my punk rock friends who someone was trying to convince them to listen to metal. And being the punk rock metal person who equally lives in both worlds. I was like, I'll listen to it. And I thought it was the creepiest goddamn thing I'd ever heard. I listened to it at night with headphones on and it was so spooky and awesome. And I, I was (laughs) sold on King diamond forever after. 
so this is a complete complete 180 but uh remind this reminds me of a uh, album i heard for the first time at night alone with headphones was the residence freak show <laughs> that scared me um, that is one of the scariest things like listening to that like i was so creeped out i was actually in france when i bought that album and i listened to it at night in my room in france yeah and it was like what i'd never even heard the residence before uh whatever it was like a cold listen Anyway. Same same deal. One of my friends, uh, locust abortion technician, I believe. Is it the is that oh, the shit. one with uh, with cherub on it? Whichever one has cherub mm. on it is that independent worm saloon. It might be because locust is the one with the K song that probably shouldn't say right. the name of. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but the, I don't know too many other song titles besides that. that makes one, sense, which just tells you. About my stupid brain. But. <laughs> Either um, way, all these things yeah, are very know. important. Independent Worm Saloon might be. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We're not just hanging out in the store. We're having a podcast. Right. That's now. true. There are other people who might <laughs> might possibly be listening to this, but you know, there's someone listening that's like writing all these down. Independent, Independent Worm Saloon. What's this? Fucking listen. Oh, I gotta listen to it I alone hope, in the dark. I hope that's true because you should. Those <laughs> albums are amazing. Uh, yeah. Okay, and uh, Ghost Rider, King in Black, that we were talking about before. I thought it was good. It is very good. Uh, it, yeah. And it's and again, it is not a King in Black book. They basically, because you needed yeah. to throw it into the world of King in Black, the the story is so so much moving forward the ghost rider story and a zero moving forward the king and black story it is all about yeah it's all about blaze and him being the fucking king of hell and mephisto wanting the crown back and like all the things that they've got to do black heart is in it and it's just it's like it's so it is the most ghost rider ghost rider you're gonna get anywhere it it's so amazing um yeah mm. I loved it, man. I think they needed to get him out of that. I mean, like the King and Hell thing, it worked mm-hmm. for like an arc, but it did, it doesn't work for like long term. Mm-hmm. So, and then also with Marvel obviously having like enormous plans for Mephisto, mm-hmm. like kind of having right. that story be a thing <laughs> but needed to be. And it's weird that it's a King and Black tie in, but it was so good. And was Marvel to be like, oh, <laughs> we're going to have a big thing with Mephisto. Oh, he's not even in hell anymore and he's not the king and he's <laughs> weird yeah that's like you know what the thor movie comes out and thor lost mjolnir and he's like unworthy okay well we don't have a thor book to sell now that relates to yeah. oh, god fucking marvel yeah yeah they love to do that yeah. shit but that was yeah that was the beta Ray Bill thing where it was like, you know, stormbreaker has been destroyed and yeah. then also we're going to spoil this comic that hasn't come out yet that pretty much like anyone reading this is definitely reading Thor right now. And yes, you know, that's true. But like also just kind of, we need to set up Bayer Bill's body dysmorphia. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, yeah. Uh, also, also a I very important and thing. Then, it turns out. Uh, yeah. yeah. We've also got return of the Valkyries, uh, the number four. So that's the end of that series. The last of that King and black. We're finally wrapping up most of the King and black tie-ins. All we need to do is get that last King in Black issue so we can move on. Um, let's yeah. see. We got uh, Marvel Action Spider-Man number one. That is a new IDW Spider-Man series. You know, it. Yeah. 
I don't think there's any continuity going on in these. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not following them, so I don't know. But uh, it, it feels like they're just one-offs so that kids can read them. So. Yeah, I have no idea. And uh, Nuclear Family, number two, a continuation of that Philip K. Dick adaptation uh, about Cold War horrors. Uh, cool. We've got The Other History yep. of the DC Universe, number three. This is a Katana you know, story. Yeah, I got a couple things to say about oh, this. Oh, boy. Like, I like this book because I like DC yeah. comics. But, like, all this series really is is, like, a novel. And then the art is just literally just recreating specific yeah. covers and panels uh, yeah. from DC. Like, it is not a comic book. It's, like... And I get that, like, it probably wasn't supposed to be, but, like, if... Yeah, but the first know, it, two I, were. You know what I mean? Like, they the, all have been that. They all have been Well, that. no, number one was basically a comic. Sort of. Number it's one was much more been, comic book than the rest of these. I feel like all of them have been. The art is basically just recreating panels from other comics, recreating covers from other comics. Maybe I could go back and read number one and, and revise my statement, but I think they all have been. There is there is a lot of that. It definitely it definitely feels a little who's whoy, but. And this does remind me that Katana's original Batman and the Outsiders com costume is the best costume she's ever had. I think it is. Like too, instead yeah. of like redesigning her every five five seconds, they should just like make that costume look cool, like it does on the cover of this. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I like the other history. I liked the Teen Titans centric one. I liked this one, but it's like for like, it's just, you want to read it as a story. It's, it's more like a book than a comic. Yep. I it's not like a, I, I, I'm phrasing it like a complaint, but like, I'm just no, kind of like, you, you know, some of the recreations, I'm just like, the original is so much better than this recreation. I'm kind of like, why didn't you just like do it as a book and then just put those covers in, you know, yeah. put those panels in like, I don't know, but whatever. Yep. That's me. That's just you, man. Um, and we've got, me, man. we've got uh, Redneck number 30. We've got Sea of Sorrows number four of five. And we have a brand new book from Image called Shadecraft, which was which real good. It was. You know who this was? You know, you know who this this is literally the Sky Skyward team. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. It's the entire creative team. Oh, yeah. No wonder it's it amazing. Does. I was I was like. This is from out of nowhere, and I don't recognize any of these people. Uh, why is this so good? Yeah, no, it's, it is it's real the, good. It, it is the the creative team of the comic Skyward, which was really good, doing a totally new story, uh, which is basically about uh, a girl uh, in suburban Illinois who uh, starts like kind of experiencing this weird. Um, like shadows are like attacking her yes. and then there's a connect like i don't know like it's the story is like what's going on with the shadows and yeah it connects it's, to her and her family yeah it's very difficult to explain what goes on without ruining the ending because the ending the ending actually really got me i don't know why but for some reason that ending hit me really hard i was like oh yeah oh <laughs> it was yeah definitely right loved it it's that thing where it's like the first the first issue of your modern comics really like it, not a lot really happens in it yeah and uh it, it, it is really just like 
I really wish a lot of these new series would basically just do a double-sized first issue that has what would be the first two issues of the series in one comic because like that's going to give you the full like kind of I agree but feeling I... of like beginning middle and end but it's funny because for me this issue kind of was exactly what I want out of a out of a comic like this. There you go. It gave me uh it it gave me the concept of who the character was. So I knew this person by the time I was a third of the way through it. I was like I know who this person is. Um and then I knew what the supernatural complication was going to be in their life. It is that there are shadow demon things that are after her, and she has a shadow protector. Okay, I'm into this thing. And there is an emotional beat at the end that wraps it all together and tells me why I should give a shit about the supernatural element. And I was like, this is, I'm like 100% in. As far as what I would yeah. what I would need, just to know if this is what I want to go forward, this this book really had it all. It makes me, I mean, honestly, I read this and I was like, oh, I could read this book if this is done well. This is this is ten trades worth of good, you know. Like this could go on for a hundred issues in this world. This yeah. is one of those. Yeah, books I would that agree like, with that. I think I think this thing has legs, and I want to see where it goes. So that's. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just like it is to me. It's like kind of like it, the first issue isn't. It's more of an introduction, yeah. like a, oh, like yeah. a prologue as opposed to like a first chapter. Right. Um, we're not. But it does set the stage, and it is really good. It's. It's. I mean, because all we are, all we're getting is a tip of the iceberg as to what the supernatural element is tip of the iceberg as to these connections and that kind of stuff. But, but it is really like those things are razor sharp and they just, they hit just enough so that I, you know, what's going on. Um, yeah, definitely. So definitely. And I like this, this creative team, like the artist Lee Garbett is, uh, is awesome. And I will like, at least take a look. Like he did some issues of captain Marvel recently that I didn't read, but, um, but I really like him enough that like it's gonna attract me. But like the Joe Henderson, the writer, um, is is really good. Like Sky Skyward was a really really good series, and uh, I didn't even know it was the same creative team until I got home. And then I like read the first couple pages, and I was like, Joe, I yeah, I was like, I just like I knew like I something was familiar about it, and I googled Skyward, and I was like, yeah, it's like literally the same exact creative team. Is it? It's cool. Was it just Skyward? Is that all he ever did? I don't know. Huh. That's all I've ever read from him that I'm aware of. Yeah, I guess I'm not. I'm not seeing anything else. I think maybe he did some Lucifer issues. It looks like, but um, eh, nothing. Interesting. Uh, Shadow Service number six is out. Uh, Corinne Howell's thing. Uh, Nice. That is the beginning of the new arc. Cool. This is this is one that I'm honestly dumbfounded as to how someone hasn't picked this up for a series. This is like begging for a TV show. I cannot huh. understand why. Like I want to watch this show, honestly. Uh, but there it is. With all the IPs that are being picked up, it is a shocker that this one's still floating around. Uh, Shang Chi, 
by Gene uh, Yang, Volume One. That was a very popular book. Gene Yang rocks. That, I mean, that's probably so good. a good part of why. But it was it sold so well. I, honestly, kind of vexing. But uh, apparently, people wanted a Shang Chi book. I think people or, are interested. Yeah. People are interested because it's going to be, I don't know, they're doing a movie, right? Like, so it's going to be like a thing. Yeah, they're doing um, something. It's that people, you know, want to know what's, what's the deal with this Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah. what's the deal with this Shang-Chi? They want to know. What is the deal? The, the MCU is a draw. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so Silk, number one. This is the third, I believe, volume of Silk. I think it is. Maybe fourth. One of those. Um, this was cool. Um, it has a, an uneven tone, I think, is what I will say about it. Uh, if you want to read Silk, it's definitely setting you at a level where you know what the status quo is right now. Uh, it's it's odd because it's because Cindy Moon is so. She's basically Peter Parker is one of the problems with the character is that when she was introduced in Amazing Spider-Man, that was like, it was like, oh, I was locked in a fucking cell for 10 years, but I was also bitten by the exact same spider you were. It mutated me slightly differently, blah, 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 you know, and it was, but the two characters were really kind of similar in their power sets and like in everything else. And now in this She's literally interacting with J. Jonah Jameson, and she's like... Yeah, like she has the same job as him, right? Basically, yeah. I think she's she's working at, you know, the Bugle, and like, it's weird. <laughs> it's a very strange thing. But um, the art was interesting. I like the style. It's a The art was a very interesting crossover of styles. It's, it's that Marvel... Yes. It's that Marvel YA champion style combined with an interesting Japanese style harder edge which I thought was really appealing and I really I liked seeing it because I have kind of gotten sick of that like traditional YA Marvel style you know like everything looks like Miss Marvel like all like even Squirrel Girl to a certain extent has that look to it you know or had that look to it like there's a very specific style that they do for everything that is like aimed at the 16 and under and it, and it yeah. gets kind of old for me personally. And and this was like, this was building on that in a very interesting way. But I've, again, I've said this before, but I think that Silk's power set is fucking disgusting. And I think that the webs from the fingers make me want to barf. <laughs> but huh. that's okay. Uh, I just, I, ah, uh, there's just something about it. I don't know what it is, but it's just gross. It makes a thousand times more sense than Peter Parker's abilities. A thousand times more sense because that you're like, okay, the stick into walls thing doesn't make a lick of sense. Oh, she's got goop on her fingers. Fuck makes perfect sense. Now you get goop fingers. You can climb up the wall cause you get goop fingers. I love it. Um, that part I like. There you go. Um, but you yeah. like a goop finger, but you don't like a. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? Web finger. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yes. They have goop, but no webs. Yes. It's, it's once they start coming out and going everywhere. They're just kind of... Uh. It's mostly yeah. just thinking... I, I got to say, I can't... I... Uh, no, go ahead. Eating a sandwich. That's all I Sorry. can say. It's just like... Ugh. Oh, ugh. <laughs> It's constantly choking on like little web bits that stick in the bread of your sandwich or whatever. Oh, no, no. Blah. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> All right. Spawn number 316. This is the one that is Spawn. I don't know. I haven't been reading it. Spawn stood 316. Yes, exactly. Hey, you know what we have that's awesome, though, that we haven't had for a very long time is uh, Star Wars Insider. I was actually really happy to get this back. We don't normally we we haven't had this for a while. It's a (laughs) it's a fun little it's a fun little thing. And now that we're post Mandalorian and everybody loves Star Wars again, uh, it's cool to have back. And also the B (laughs) the B cover for it is so good. I just, I love it. There's a graffiti cover for, for number, for the, I think it's the previews exclusive. It's just beautiful. Oh. It's a pink, cool. a pink graffiti to Boba Fett that just looks awesome. Nice. And speaking of the star, speaking of the star Wars, we have these star Wars black series figures. We've got grief carga. We've got cool. Uh, who's the little Ugnot that, he meets in the Mandalorian. I don't know how to say his, his name. name's cool. I don't fucking know. He's got two eyes in the middle. K U I L L. Is it Quill? I can't remember. It's been so long. I think it. Yeah. Yeah. Quill. It is Quill. Uh, we've, we've got, quill. uh, we've got Moff Gideon. He's uh Nick Nolte, right? Yes. He's, I think he's Nick Nolte. <laughs> is it quill Nick Nolte. Yeah. Uh, we've got the, uh, yes. Moff Gideon with the dark saber, which is a great figure. The uh, the ray from the dark side, and uh, and we have the armorer as well. There's only one of these, unfortunately. We only got one of these in a case, but we we do have a case of the armorers coming in later. So, if you miss it this time, it'll be back. Uh, Strange Adventures number nine is out, mm-hmm. and strange as ever. Yes. I don't know what's going on. I haven't read the last three. Honestly, I haven't read it in like four issues. I have no idea what's happening. Um, Batman's in it. Perfect. I flipped through it and saw Batman. There you go. And uh, because I'm bad at my job, we've got Suicide Squad number one, then it's two weeks late. But better late than never. Am I wrong? I'm wrong. Sorry, I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, You know what? I was kind of disappointed in this issue, to be quite frank. Yeah, it sucks because number one, the last run of Suicide Squad was so fucking. It good. was the best. But like, and I just like I don't there to me like I I do the trailer. So did you see the trailer for Suicide Squad? I still haven't. No. Oh my god, dude, it's so good! <laughs> I can't wait for this fucking movie. Oh, I'm sure. And like, I get that. Like, you need to have a comic that's kind of congruous with the movie, but. Other than having Peacemaker in it so far, this issue like is just kind of like it's a it's a bunch of characters that I give zero fucks about. And like ostensibly with Suicide Squad, that's good, right? Yeah, uh, but you know but, they're not gonna kill them off. 
well, I want them to kill them off so that they can get some of the, like, you need to have some element of the Ostrander elite, uh, squad, like sure. some element of it. Like, um, like obviously the last series really only had Deadshot, but even just having Deadshot yeah. is enough to connect it to like, it, I mean, at least it was when Tom Taylor was writing it. Um, I yeah. don't know. It didn't. It didn't really work for me either, but I'm willing to give it a couple issues to yeah. uh, this to to see where it's going. This definitely, for me, had some had some writing issues. It definitely had some uh, some falling flat humor in it that really just mm. like ugh. yeah, never good. It had never some good. it had some groaners in it, but uh, I'll definitely give it a shot. I'll continue on with it. But like you said, man, yeah. that last series was so hard to follow, and also didn't sell that well. So it's so weird too. It was so good, yeah. but I loved the thing that was cool about the last one too was just like like introducing this huge cast of like brand new characters that were all like really cool. And they're like, you know, like it's, it bums me out that it didn't sell well, honestly. Yeah, um, me too. Like it really bums me out. It was really, really good. And it deserved to sell really well. Yep. Anyway, whatever. Symbiote Spider-Man, King in Black, number five of five. We've got the union number four of five. Don't worry. No one is reading the union. Uh, Transformers War yeah. World. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about that stuff. I, yeah, I mean, it's Union Jack. Like, maybe someone in Britain cares about him. Right, maybe. maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. He was good in that Captain America comic where he fought vampires. Other than that, I've never read a Union Jack story that I give a shit about. And the, the only other one that I did kind of like was Jack Staff, which was basically like the writer of the Union, same guy, Paul Grist. Yep taking union jack who he clearly really likes and pitching it to marvel and marvel being like no and so then he's like well i'm going to do this one called jack staff and he did it and it was great and it had it was a great series really fun yeah uh, he could uh, he could eat anyway. no staff is that correct <laughs> that's right and his <laughs> wife could eat no lean sure um uh i don't know so I thought that's where you were going, that's, and I could just, I'm not basically I'm not funny where enough. I was at. <laughs> so two, oh, okay, cool. Two moons, number two, uh, man. Ooh, another one. This one was a oh. little, a little too dense for me to get too deep into story, but holy shit, it was good. I got into the story. It just, it didn't have that horror bite. It did uh, not. Like, I mean, no, it did no. in terms of like really like soliloquizing uh, lynched corpses. Yeah. Uh, was definitely creepy um it's a really this is it didn't it didn't have the Uh, it didn't have the fun shocker of that first monster who ruled of that fucking monster yeah like the design of i wanted more of that monster but although the other thing that was that was a big that was a big like we're just gonna show you this and it's going away which blew my mind but still yeah this book is great the fucking shaman, uh, the coyote uh, spirit yes. that appears to him is like fucking genuinely horrific. Mm-hmm. Like there's some, uh, the, so the artist on this is Valerio Gian Giordano. And, Gian Giordano. Uh, he, Gian Giordano. Uh, the Two Moons is great, great, great. Yep. Cannot say enough good things about that if you're looking for a horror series. It is... It is the next great horror series. It's the, like, if you're like, oh man, Harrow County, I loved it. Where do I go next? Here's where you go. 
it's a totally different type of horror story, but it is just somehow it has the same spirit. Uh, U.S. Agent Number Four. What a great series, Priest. man! Yeah. This this book rules. Uh, would never in a million years have guessed that I would care about a U.S. Agent book, and this one is yeah. real good. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo, Number Five of Six, with another one of these. This. Stunning Peach Momoko covers. Peach oh, Momoko should draw nothing but Usagi Yojimbo for the rest of her career. It is her her Usagi is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I the my only the only thing aesthetically that I would do to make this comic book better is I would put it on newsprint and not glossy paper. Yeah, I agree. Um like like glossy peach momoko beautiful that cover is so 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 good um, amazing but amazing. then like yeah the inside it's it's a classic usagi the thing that is cool about this for me was uh i've been seeing these and i haven't been buying them uh i'm a spotty usagi reader but um i thought it was a five issue mini series but it is it's a five issue mini series but each issue is self contained and I think that that is, for me, it was great because I was like, oh, I love this cover. I'll pick up this book. And honestly, I'll probably go back and, and grab a few more. It was really good. Yeah. The interior was really good. I love that it's still like the same, like, here's the moral. And it, like at the end, it's like the moral of the story is. <laughs> it's like, I love that shit. <laughs> it's like so good. Moral yeah. in a little box. Yep. Here it is. This is what you should have taken <laughs> away from this story. No subtext. <laughs> Listen, you dense fuck. <laughs> yeah let me explain to you what you're not picking up uh yes yeah love stan sakai it's great uh vengeance of vampirella number 16 is out and we have a new one from vault that i very much enjoyed uh it is called witch blood number one yeah me too i i think this is great this this has It's funny because it's got all the vault kind of feel to it. You know, it's got the the green haired female protagonist and like all the things that you would expect from a vault comic. But then in some way it feels like a Stephen King uh, screenplay, like like one of those really cheeseball ones that he did specifically for the screen like a it feels like a maximum overdrive or something like that yeah it's got that kind of like cheese ball stephen king aesthetic in it that i love if i had to bullet like bulletin this i would say it's sabrina the teenage witch Mm -hmm. meets uh tank girl crossed with uh fucking oh my Preacher? god uh, the movie no 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 um oh my god dusk uh, till this, dawn this i don't even want to say what it is now because when the name comes to me i'm going to be so embarrassed that i can't remember it and that i'm gonna like hate myself but like uh the one the, the motorcycle one with uh dennis hopper and peter Fox. E- uh, easy rider <laughs> fucking easy rider jesus christ <laughs> oh my brain sucks so bad it's I feel like, uh, so the, there the, is I mean, a, it's so easy rider. There like, is a, such an easy rider well, thing. True. But also it is a, in, in defense of my Stephen King analogy, it is a vampire, uh, easy rider. They are all vampires. Yeah. And, yeah it's like Peter Fonda is a vampire. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. And so I was showing it to Ali and she was laughing. Yeah. No, it's, it's real. It's real good. And yeah, this is, 
this is a real thing. This is this is a thing. Uh, I'm I'm very I'm very invested. I go senile. In this. What the fuck is wrong with me? What? Oh, that. Like I remember the name of every actor in it, but I can't remember the name of the movie itself. And it's Easy Rider. <laughs> <laughs> That's fuck. I know. I know how it is. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. My brain is also saying, falling which apart. Blood? No, which blood? Whew. Read it. If if that seems like something that might be up your alley, I would definitely recommend it. If you like the idea of Sabrina meets biker gangs meets, uh, and also there's a there's a crazy. Uh, I think she makes it out of this. There's a crazy witch finder character in it that I enjoyed as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I I like all of it. I'm all all in. Uh, and yeah, also it. also it's got some really good variant covers there's a great uh there's a great dazzler Dazzler parody and a great uh tarot card cover both both very cool variant covers Uh, i had a hard time choosing between them yeah we've got i went with i went with the dazzler one yeah it's pretty good uh witcher fading memories number four is out um and we have x-men number 19 this is the continuation of the Children of the Vault storyline. It is real bleak, to be quite frank. Uh, it, <laughs> for a uh, for a fuzzy fuzzy superhero book, it was a little like, oh, it got to a point in there where there, there are certain concepts that are so depressing that you wish people wouldn't even bring them up. One of them is like eternity in isolation. Uh, And this definitely deals with eternity in isolation, which is a just psychologically non-starter for me. I'm not, not really interested in letting that one get into my brain. It's like that whole, uh, (laughs) it's like the uh, examining zero concept where all the scientists who, studied the concept of nothingness all went crazy. I that I think that's the one that would do uh, me in too is the idea of like just existing in the void for eternity. I think that one could take me out. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. that was a big factor in the classic Legion Lost series as well. Yeah. Um, the whole like spending like a millennia alone. Yeah. Like and what it does to your brain. <laughs> yep. Man. They need to collect that series. Oh, they really do. Yes. Oh, and uh, but it, it was a great issue. Um, it explains a lot of what happened yep. in the vault. I don't really understand what the vault is at its core, why it exists. Essentially, the idea is that the vault is full of people that are being accelerated uh, beings that are accelerating past mutants as far as evolving they're they're evolving faster and they're evolving until they can come out time is faster inside the vault and so they're trying to uh, to evolve their abilities and skills until they can come out of the vault and wipe out mutants off the face of the earth is essentially i think the idea sounds I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not and reading it's, X-Men. It's, it's a good idea, but uh, so but we did wind up with... Uh, it's a spoiler, but we wind up with a couple of characters who uh, who did die in on the inside and were had a connection to Xavier so he could bring them back. So now they know what's going on inside the vault. 
and they can prepare for it. I guess is the, ah. the, the idea going forward. Uh, and there's some really good covers for this too. Uh, the women's history month cover is, is hilarious. It's a, uh, Oh my God. I can't think of her name. It's Emma Frost and she's doing, Emma Frost. it's, she's doing a May West cover, I believe is what that is. Um, and X-Men legends. Number two, this is the, this is just the second issue of that, of that same story. So yeah, it's, it's part two of the Adam X story, but don't worry. Those, those are done. So if you didn't dig on the nineties shit, we'll go into other nineties stuff. That's less nineties than that. Uh, where we're going into the apocalypse story with X factor in the next issue. This is, I saw the ad for that and I can't wait. The Simonson's back. Like that was, uh, one of my all-time favorite Marvel runs ever. The Simonson run on X Factor, yeah. specifically, like seeing Beast in that horrible, horrible, horrible costume. Yes. Like just seeing it, I was just like, yes, yeah, yes. oh yeah, yes. no. I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I don't, do it. I don't know what they left unturned from that story, but I'm curious to see. Uh, so, I like yeah. that because definitely That's the nice thing about comics is you can always just kind of. Well, no, Go but I, I think they're being, I think they're, because this Adam X story is literally something where like, if you were reading comics back then, you were like, Hey, wasn't there supposed to be something about him being the third summer's brother? And then it was like, no, what happened? Where, Oh, we're just forgetting about all that. Okay, cool. Goodbye. And so, <laughs> you know, it's very nineties and silly, but it's, it's just kind of nice to see it come back and kind of get addressed. So I like that. Um, but obviously I'm more excited about seeing Simonson do fucking, you know, do yeah. an apocalypse story. That is much more interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, so we got... Uh, Definitely. We, God, why didn't they start with that? Why wasn't that their number one issue? I mean, I think there's a lot of like people that wanted to know like what the fucking deal with Adam X was. Like, That's fair. I did. For real. Like... You know? There were like three or four storylines really needed to a step in every X story that I wanted to know. So, yeah, totally. And and not only that, but like they needed to establish the tone of like, I mean, clearly, I'm gonna create my own narrative here, but uh, like people who love '90s X Men, which there's a huge amount of people that do, true, uh, and still buy comics are like this new X-Men thing is just too out there for me, whatever. I need 90s X-Men. I need it to be. So they're just like, all right, we'll give you 90s X-Men. And to do that, they were, I think, smart to establish like, what's the most 90s storyline. (laughs) Let's just give like Brett Booth. Let's do this. Like Jim Lee meets Rob Liefeld art team. Let's have the writer of the comic from then do it. Nicieza or whoever, you know, like who they put on it. Yeah. And then now, like, you know, you want classic X Factor? Here's classic X Factor. Here's the Simonsons doing it. Totally. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Yep. Me too. Uh, and speaking of great things, we got Young Hellboy number Ooh. two. I love it. Hellboy versus dinosaurs with jungle girls and King Kongs. Yep. Is that how do you go wrong with is that? Is that B cover a Sergio Aragones cover? I 
the one I have looks like Adam Hughes to me, but it might be um, the uh, Matt oh, Smith. That does look like Adam Hughes. Who did the first cover? Oh uh, yeah, Matt Smith and the variant cover by Rochelle Aragno. Okay, so it's almost Aragonez. It looks like Aragonez. Okay. Oh, maybe it's like Aragno. Maybe it's like his daughter or something. Oh, weird. That would be I mean, awesome. It's literally Aragones, but without the S at the end. Hmm. I want that to be true. It's really similar. Because the the eyes yeah. are killing me on the, the like the the King Kong character has real Sergio eyes. Interesting. Huh. I want to know more about that. Rochelle Aragno. I'm gonna Google this person. Cool. And so, but that is the that is the end of our comics here. So we we polished that up. Um, as for anything else interesting that's going on, most of the stuff is involving this collection that I'm pouring through. I've thrown another I don't know thirty different star Wars figures up on the, on the website. They're all nineties things, but they're, they're like more interesting nineties things. They're the, uh, the revenge of the Sith stuff. So it's cool. And then there's some saga ones, which are also like star Wars, uh, saga ish, uh, figures. Those guys are good. I like those lots of, lots of weird, lots of weird stuff that you wouldn't find elsewhere. Um, threw a bunch of Lord of the Rings figures up on the website as well. And anything else of much interest? It's nothing I can think of. So uh, there's that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else. Oh, yeah. I can't think of anything other than maybe to just say that if you are a regular listener to the podcast next week, we're going to attempt to go back to in person and we'll Ooh. get rid of this fucking lag. Yeah, that would that <laughs> would be really nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna go to the uh, the, the Funbox Monster podcast. Our our setup with the plastic walls and whatnot. So we will Yay. we'll get that thing going. Um, yeah, and that'll be it. Right. Awesome guys, so thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. See you, Bob. See you, Tristan, and bye. <laughs> Good night. Don't need Good night. No